listening to Hawks Insiders, home of quality analysis, special features, match recaps, interviews, and so much more. Follow us on Substack for extended coverage of all things brown and gold. Hi everyone, Danny Prince here with a quick reaction takeaways pod from Hawthorne's intra-club match this morning, Thursday morning, the 15th of February. I'm here with uh, fellow insider Mick Cowan. Mick, good to be here with you. You too, Danny. Lovely day. Beautiful day. It's a shame the, uh, the footy guards weren't smiling on the Hawks this morning. Yeah, done a little bit of, uh, what do you call it, self-damage? Uh, yeah, so the injury count has probably been the most uh, serious thing out of the day, unfortunately for James Blank and CJ, the two to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we get into the game, we'll touch on the injuries, who are the key takeaways from this game, obviously. Um, just before halftime, we saw CJ sort of not even really limp off the field, just walk slowly off the field. But you knew there was something about it because he did it while play was going on around him. Exactly. Uh, and, and that's probably pretty concerning. He knows his body pretty well. He's been doing testing over in Dubai. Um, you know, you would assume it's not a serious, serious hamstring because he was able to walk without a limp, but it still doesn't look good. No, and the trainers walked off beside him. They were just chatting away. Yeah. Play went on around him. Um, and then they took him into the blue tent, as they say. You know, and from there, you just have to wait and see. But it didn't seem to be... You know, there was no appreciable injury per se that came out of the game. Watching the game, you didn't see him pull up short or anything like that. So. No, absolutely. And he's obviously been sent away for scans. He'll be joined... He was joined in the tent by uh, James Blank in the third quarter. Uh, Blank went down uh, under a bit of pressure, under some weight, and uh, and didn't look good. No. Uh, looked very disappointed, devastated, you might say, um, with an apparent knee injury. Um, one of the players, I would say, maybe top five or six players, we don't really, well, we can't really afford to lose structurally. Structurally, he's a big defender, locked down, locked down on key forwards. So then the the replacement was Sarong, just as a matter of interest. So very different body shape, very different level of athleticism. But the incident itself was quite interesting. He got sort of stood up in a tackle. It's on the far side of the ground to where we were sitting. Uh, but the players immediately called out. Yeah, the, the game stopped for about five minutes. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah the play, you could see players from both teams mm. uh, signalling for, you know, for the bench to come out and have a look. So it's never a good sign. Mm. And he looked pretty flat. Uh, he got an ACL test uh, in, I was sort of, I went down and had a bit of a look in there. He was getting an ACL test by the physios and stuff before walking off uh, under his own um, strength. But that's... <clears throat> Neither one way or another with uh, with ACLs, often players can walk off the field. Um, so they'd be one to keep an eye on. He's been sent for scans as well. Um, Jarman Impey didn't play most of the fourth quarter, but I don't know if that's more I think cautionary. Management. Yeah, yeah, Gunston, Impey, um, Lewis got towards the end, got taken off as well. Just check my notes, what you say. Yeah, they were the main ones in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Bruce was the other one. Who got Bruce managed. was. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely and got managed after half. That's time. just that's just yeah. old man management. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now, if we look in the game itself, Mick, what did you like? What didn't you like? You could see the style of play that they wanted, that Mitchell's looking for in terms of running off half back, a little bit Collingwood like. Yeah. In terms of run and spread, get the ball inside, and that dash through. So um, Watson, Weddle. Uh, aim on off, off half back, give you the run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think you touched on uh, Watson. 
uh, especially in that first half, you saw him, third and fourth quarters, he stayed at home a little bit more. But in that first half, we saw him get back into the defensive 50 and, and they tried to utilise him coming out of the back line. And that's obviously that slippery nature and, and his ability to use the ball beautifully by foot. Uh, that was a little wrinkle that I wasn't expecting, if I'm completely honest. No, true, yeah. And the thing about him is, because of his, and this, this is my personal bias probably, because he's so small, you're losing. Yeah. And I think... Opposition will too, Opposition yeah. will too. So all of a sudden he pops up in places that you don't expect him to and he's got that run and dash and he's got good skills both sides of his feet. 100%. And he makes good decisions. So whereas, not to knock, but you know, you look at Weddle at times, really mm. got the dash, but his execution at the end, whether it's decision-making or execution of the kick, just drops... Lacks a bit, Lacks yeah. a little bit and yeah. you, know, you get the turnover then on rebound, so to speak. Absolutely. Um, some of the standout players for you? Um, oh, Charles... Charles was a dominant player. He was player. a monster, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he played a lot in the ruck for people who have been asking that question. Yeah. He did a good five minutes each quarter in yeah. the ruck. Which is what you'd expect if he was backing up Ned Reeves. Exactly. And yeah. they played on the same side, so yeah. was that... And interestingly, they took Reeves off when he went into the ruck. They, I think Reeves went, went small once. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lewis, was, Lewis was actually just a bit of a side. Lewis was quite quiet relative to the game. Yeah, I thought so. Structurally, you could see what they're trying to do. He... He and Charlie interchange in between stay at home forward and push up forward, tall forward. I liked uh, Henry Hustway. I thought uh, in the first half he was really impressive. Uh, in close, uh, we chatted during the during the um, simulation that uh, the question around him is obviously what does he do outside of the stoppage? Mm. Um, he's He has a potential to have that sort of elite AFL attribute of winning the ball and disposal out of a stop, inside a stoppage. Uh, but, you know, can he impact the game? And, you know, Mick, you touched on uh, he was chasing Jai Newcomb at one point and, and made zero ground on him. And, and that'll be the area where he needs to improve, where Hawks fans might need to temper their expectations a little. Definitely that part. But the other part I've noticed this year, and today is probably a bit more obviously kick the ball more than the handball. That, which is what we want. Which is what we want. We want to take ground as distinct from sort of handballing pressure on in the inside position. Um, Possession. And a good ball user by foot as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, on the left left sided. Yeah. But yeah, he, he makes good decisions again. Yeah. Um, who else in terms of oh, Ward and Warple and McKenzie through the middle were good. Yeah. You know, Ward, you could see Ward's turn of speed that you spoke about with Peter Burge. Yeah. It became obvious in a serious match play situation, whereas the match sim has probably had didn't have the intensity mm. that today had. Yeah. So yep. gave that opportunity soon. And Burge sort of talked about that it might take a little bit of time to translate from the training track to the game. So it's nice mm. to see even glimpses of it at the moment. And mm. Hawks fans shouldn't expect to see a completely different player out there from round one. But, you know, potentially as we track along the season, as he learns to use that newfound speed, um, that can be a serious weapon for him. Yeah, and trust the other players to give it to him too. Correct. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, D'Ambrosio played on the wing mainly, yep. which was interesting given these, these sort of waxed and waned between half back. Amon was off half back the whole game. Yeah, and looked good. And looked very good. Again, good disposal. Um, Frosty was there, and again, you know, he'll be there, particularly with Blank's injury. Um, oh, Sicily, you know, he, yeah, there was one bit of play. Second gear. <laughs> he was going <laughs> there in second gear. <laughs> and, his, and his arrogance sort of played out at one point until he just stopped and expected no one to tackle him, and he got pinged yeah. on the ball. And I reckon he might have got a handball away there, but I reckon they just paid it against him, <laughs> just be like, hey, take this seriously, would you? Um, I, I mean, I, I think the clear best on ground for me, at least, was Connor McDonald. I thought mm. he was everywhere, kicked goals. I think he might have ended up with three, um, but just won the ball inside, won the ball outside, won the ball in the forward half and, and, and finished his own work. Um, I, a couple of the players on the B team that I really liked, I thought Denver Granger Brass in the second and third yes. quarter was good. Mm-hmm. Took a couple of marks late in the game as well. 
Uh, Max Ramson obviously had a big third quarter and I missed out tweeting him. Um, but he did some good things all throughout the day, whether yeah. it was a defensive mark, yeah. outmarking maybe or Chol one time. In um, the first quarter, he took a mark forward, then took a mark deep back. Yeah. And in the last quarter, he actually went on the gold side. That's the right. the gold side actually lined up with Chol, Lewis and Ramston. Um, as the keys, Gunston had gone off at that stage, and again, Ramson didn't look out of his place in that in that role. Not at all. Um, his ruck work probably is a little bit, a little bit iffy at this stage yes. out of the ranking of the four of them. He's definitely a forward ruck as opposed to a ruck forward. Yeah, and I don't think you want him to be chopping out for five minutes. Not really. No. Nah. Maybe he could do the forward fifty hit outs or something <laughs> like that. Exactly. Yeah. The other one there was Hardwick too. Hardwick yes. showed why what his role will be forward. A couple of really good delivery inside 50 to targets, hit him on the chest. Absolutely. Um, and his body work in the square and also marking. Ground ball, he's going to leave that to Ginevan and Watson who ran to the right spots every time. And, so clever, those two. Oh, and clean below the knees. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think Hawks fans that were here today they were probably the loudest claps or cheers after goals with the Ginevan and the Watson goals. And that's because there's a bit of sparkle. There's a bit of magic there when they touch the ball. Um, and probably our forward line's been missing that the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been relying on Bruce to sort of do those crumbing goals. And Ginevan took a lovely snap from deep yeah. in the pocket on the boundary line. For, you know, for one of position, position, think of Luke Hodge in the 2015 Grand Finals. Yes. Yeah. Against, uh, I think it was, that was at West Coast or Frow? West, West Coast. Coast. West Coast one, yeah. Um, but no, nah, they'd be happy with the idiot, I imagine, aside from the injuries. Mm, absolutely. Um, and the big blokes, you know, Reeves and Meek had a good, you know, tussle. Wouldn't say one dominated the other in the ruck hitouts, um, nah. but cancelled each other out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, any surprises for you? I will say one for me was uh, Bodie Ryan. Mm. Uh, I thought um, showed a, showed a little bit. Um, he was. The only other than Nick Watson, the only other first-year player that played in this match, Sim, Kelsha Deer and Will McCabe both sat out. Uh, was there anybody that caught your eye that you weren't expecting to? Um, on Ryan, he'd done a couple of things in match, Sim, that he'd been a quiet watcher of mine. I don't think he'll get there this, in the first half of the year, but you can see why he got drafted. And, and he looks like he'd be a contributor at Box Hill level straight away. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of catching the eye, from the probably outside, a Warple... Waffle was quite, you know, particularly the first half was very strong. Yep. Very strong. And his delivery was good. Yep. Didn't turn um, it over. Didn't turn it over. And just having a quick remind. Oh, the other one that we haven't spoken about was um, McGuinness. Yeah. He did a couple of things early in terms of delivery of the ball by foot that were better than what he's been, you know, that's been the critique on him to say he hacks it. But he, there's a couple of nice passes, one on the left side, left footed too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts, and, and we won't go into too many, too much more detail now because we'll be on the spaces tonight, but um, your, yeah, your final word, Mick? Um, you can see a better structure than last year with the quality of players we've picked up. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, that's, that's been the key thing. You know. And the development of the second and third year players that Peter Birch spoke about yesterday. Yeah. You know, that that was evident today and the team plan or the what, what would you call the game plan the game style is much clearer I'd suggest than what it was last year yeah and and more easily implemented because of the players they've brought in Correct. yeah absolutely alright that's uh, Danny Prince and Mick Cowan signing off from Bunjil Bagora um, thank you to all of our Hawks Insiders fans um, if you haven't already uh, please uh, like and subscribe um, to our Substack, $5 a month, $50 for the year. Uh, plenty of great content. Uh, and, yeah, it helps us to get out more stuff to you, more inside stuff to you. So, um, yeah, main takeaways are good structure, um, 
good recruits, disappointing injuries, uh, and and some real signs that Connor McDonald uh, and maybe Cam McKenzie are ready to take up the mantle in that midfield. That Will Day and Dillamore being out for over a month with glandular fever now might leave. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Another Hawks Insiders production. Make sure to subscribe to our Substack for wall-to-wall Hawthorne footy club coverage.